You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well hey there everybody, it's me Joe through Ashenkill and you're listening to a very special episode of the Toilet of Hell Radio Show I'm here joined today by my best good buddy in the world The Cheeks to Mike Chong You know him, you love him he is the 365 Days of Horror, or as I like to call him, Jordan. Jordan, how's it smoking over there? Hey, man, Jordan's not here, man. Uh, I, I, I'm okay, thank you for asking, and you're right, this is a special episode. This is a special, or after-school special episode, you might want to call it. Yes, we are well aware that we've been doing this show long enough that we are blessed by the good Lord to have it at episode number 420. And, you know, we like, we're, we're pretty sentimental folks, I think, you and I. Would you agree? I'm extremely sentimental and nostalgic. I yearned for a better time that didn't actually exist. Yeah, uh, so, you know, we, we wanted to commemorate this, uh, this episode. So we've kind of synced this up. So all of you, uh, you know, stoners out there, I want you to go ahead and, uh, you know, at the count of three, I want you to rip the bong, okay? I want you to slam that bong uh, because I have uh, pieced out this episode where it's going to sync directly uh, with Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, it's going to be fucking incredible. It'll stop and end at the right time. Okay, okay here we go. Hit, hit those bongs. Three, two, one. Okay, we'll start the end. Dark Side of the Moon. there it is. That's such a great record. Love that. I love that sound. Uh, Jordo, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of um, <clears throat> isolated on this one. We normally have a friend with us. Uh, what's going on there? Yeah, well, since this was the 420 episode, Brenna was going to come double bongs in hand, his uh, weed culture clothes, his hemp pants. Uh, he was going to be twirling the entire episode to the latest fish song. And me being the straight edge member of the podcast, I absolutely crowd killed the shit out of him. Yeah, um, I um, <clears throat> I am not straight edge. I have uh, poisoned my body for years, but uh, I hate weed. It sucks. It's gross. <laughs> it does does nothing but give you uh, paranoia. And yes, you can get addicted to it. You fucking stoners. <laughs> you smell, and yes, we know you're high. Everyone knows. Uh, so now that we've gotten all that hippie shit out of the way, can we get back to like doing a regular show, I guess? Yeah, I think that's for the best. We, we got metal things to talk about, kind of. I don't know. I, I'm in the process of, uh, some adult shit. Uh, I'm a, I'm a cheap person. I think that's my primary, um, attribute that I, I, I'm cheap and I hate to spend money. So, uh, I'm an advocate for like buying things secondhand. And this week I got burned in a way that I never, I've never been burned before, Jordan. It's really got me fucked up. How'd I, you get burned? 
I uh, found this beautiful uh, mid-century modern piece of furniture uh, on uh, Facebook Marketplace for 75 bucks. Like this beautiful hardwood uh, credenza thing that I was going to use as a record cabinet. Uh, I go, I pick it up. It's the heaviest fucking thing in the world. I bruise my arms up just moving it. And I get it into my house <clears throat> and roaches start pouring out of it. No, no. <laughs> So like I and it's just me at home right now. So I'm like moving this 300 pound thing by myself out to the patio as the roaches keep coming out of it, and I'm I'm starting to treat it with like a borax, you know, which kills roaches or whatever. And I assume you're screaming the entire time, yeah, just yeah, yeah. squealing like Ned Flanders. So over the course of the week, like I'm realizing that while it's out there and I'm treating it like it's not fixing the problem because the roaches live inside the wood. They are eating the wood from inside and pouring out. So I need to figure out how to fucking burn this thing on my apartment patio. (laughs) I think you need to put it back in your truck and drive it back to the person you bought it from and leave it on their front lawn in pieces. Yeah, that's that's actually about... I'm going to do that. That's a good idea. So uh, Because even if like... You chop up this thing in your backyard on your patio. The roaches are going to go somewhere, and that somewhere is your house or Correct. inside your car. Correct. So you you bring it back and just leave it there, and you smash it up so that way they can't sell it to someone else either. Man, I got I got to tell you, like uh, I've never been burned this way in all of my life of buying shit secondhand. This has been this has got me fucked up. <laughs> Maybe you throw a couple of pieces on their roof too while you're at it. I think that's a good idea. They, here's the thing that get that gets me. They knew. They absolutely mm-hmm. knew. So if you if you have a roach infested piece of furniture that you're trying to flip online, you gotta you gotta. It's like you're a sex offender. You have to let people know. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to hear it, but you gotta do it. <laughs> This is like a real-life Joe's apartment situation. (laughs) Literally Joe's apartment infested with roaches. I hate it. Anyway, um, moving on a little bit. That was the uh, one piece of non-metal news I wanted to get on here. We got got a lot of things to talk about here. Uh, We got some things that that got me fucked up a little bit, uh, aside from the roaches. I don't know where you want to start, though. Is there anything that's uh, moving your spirit one way or another? Let's start with the most fucked up thing for you. All right, folks. Um, do you remember Furnace Fest uh, getting announced? I think it was it two years ago now. Oh, there's been a couple of Furnace Fest. Yeah, like the first one I think was in 2021. Am I wrong there? Yeah, we talked about it. I think it was one of the episodes called like White Belts or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that first edition of Furnace Fest at Sloss Furnaces in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, which I think we talked about uh, the concept of this being in Birmingham for a while, uh, is a, kind of a, a unique aspect of it. It's mutating. Uh, in that first edition, it was, uh, you know, uh, white belt MySpace poser shit, right? Which we mm-hmm. all love. We all grew up with that. Uh, everybody listening to here uh, is very familiar with it. Uh, but now it is becoming something that I find quite frightening and uh really unwelcome in this day and age. Um, did you see the lineup for the 2023 Furnace Fest uh, being held September 22nd through 24th uh, this year? I am looking at it right now. Is there anything that stands out to you as being insanely fucked up? 
Hmm, insanely fucked. I mean, Head Automatica is on here. That's pretty fucked up to me. We need to leave that in the past. <laughs> uh, Seosin is on here. I know that we talked about that. Like, God, who fucking remembers that band in like any kind of uh, positive light? And well, apparently a lot of people. <laughs> no, is there anything that maybe headlining and filled throughout that is fucked up to you? Uh, MXPX headlining is kind of a surprise. MXPX headlining is kind of a surprise. And it's one of those things that, you know, throws me off in a way. I found it very odd. And then as I continued reading the list, I got chills. <laughs> MXPX, for those that are not familiar, do you, do you know who MXPX is? I know them more of the like warped tour punk side of music. I have a friend who's just like a diehard MXPX band, which is like of all the bands, <laughs> how about that? Why that one? Wild. Um, they had they had one song uh, that was on the radio and got um, some decent airplay on like MTV Two, um, but beyond that, I don't know all that much about them. MXPX was a staple in my youth, not something I listened to, but something that was everywhere because they were an overtly Christian punk band. And they had associations with all of the, like, youth revival shit that was going on around the country uh, towards the end of the 1990s and early 2000s. Now, I know that I have uh, alluded to uh, my fucked up youth a few times uh, trying to navigate these uh, awful uh, circles of basically Baptist radical youth uh, and the horrible music uh, throughout there. But I would say MXPX, if not themselves like willing to be it, they were the standard bearers of this thing. So uh, don't like seeing that name pop up again. Kind of gives me hives a little bit. But as I continue to read, you see the Friday headline. It says MXPX, right? Headliner. Followed the, sec mm -hmm. the second billing. It says Hatebreed, Anne Berlin, and Reliant K. Do you know who Reliant K is? Reliant K was like pop punk, right? Christian pop punk. <laughs> they did a song for a VeggieTales movie. Do you know what VeggieTales is? <laughs> the Christian computerized uh, children's show of anthropomorphic vegetables. Yes, that's correct. Um, I Reliant K again, gives me fucking hive seeing this here. And it doesn't end there, my friend. It doesn't, it doesn't stop there, and that's what gets me fucked up. Because, like, you got things on this list, like, okay, let's, let's look at the rest of the Friday lineup. Like, Braid, uh, Hope's Fall, Knuckle Puck, uh, fuck, S Sparta, who actually I think is a super great band uh, of the... It's Ex-members from At The Drive-In, right? Yeah, when At The Drive-In split up, uh, some of them went to Sparta and some of them went to the Mars Volta. And I've always been a Sparta man. I've never gotten into the uh, the Mars Volta. So I guess that makes me more of a, like an RC Cola fan versus Coke. <laughs> well, if we're talking about the Christian bands, I know Gideon yeah. is a Christian band. 90-pound uh, wuss. I would assume Holy Wars is either a Christian band or a Megadeth tribute band. I, I could um, have this messed up. I think Piebald was a Christian band, too. I, th I think so, too. Uh, Showbread, definitely. Yeah. And I've always had heat with them because what a terrible name. Awful name. Um, there are more on here. I'm kind of fucked. Where is Under Oath? Like, that is the big missing name from this, isn't it? 
I, th- I think they previously played, maybe. I, I'm just shocked that they couldn't get him on this lineup. Uh, so, there, it, but it's it's not just Friday though. Like, there's uh, Saturday. You've got X Toll. <laughs> you got Holy Name, Living Sacrifice. If that Living isn't sacrifice. A, if that isn't a fucking red flag, I don't know what is here. Uh, so Zhao, Zhao is yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's in between things like Youth of Today and Judge, <laughs> Gorilla Biscuits. Um, and it's it's so funny seeing like the old school hardcore bands in tiny font next to you know like Armor for Sleep. <laughs> There's a band called Holy Name. I wonder what that could be. Uh, Gaudy Hook. That is a very little remembered Christian punk band from the early '90s. <sighs> This is, this is fucked. This, here's the thing. Like, I don't want people to think I'm a bigot or nothing, right? Hmm. <laughs> what, what, what is that, what is that noise? Uh, I was just uh, clearing my throat. <clears> throat> I, I'm just saying that now, in, in this era that you and I live in, where, like, uh, the religious right, despite holding, you know, no elected power whatsoever, is able to... You know, roll back uh, abortion rights across the country. Uh, you know, criminalize uh, you know trans youth, punish people for being gay. Like, is this the time for this sh- this shitty fucking revival? I know everything's cyclical. I know we got to pick the bones of the '90s and the early 2000s, the last time that anything was profitable in music. But is that the thing that we're gonna try to get a dollar out of right now? Maybe, maybe. Well, if you're in, if you're an unscrupulous. Uh, booker, then yes, because that sort of thing is starting to come back in fashion for certain groups of people. I just read the other day that there's some sort of Christian revival, 24 hours, seven day a week thing going on in Kentucky that's like being boosted by Gen Z Christians, uh, along with a measles outbreak in the area. So yeah, yeah, it's it's coming back. I I can't tell y'all again if you di- if you didn't grow up in it. Like I think this was especially popular like in southern states uh, in the late 90s early 2000s like there was a big push everywhere to make christianity cool for the kids and uh you know what happened was you had festivals that had punk bands that played awful awful music like this uh and then overwhelming messages that it's not okay to have sex out of wedlock abortion is murder gays are going to hell like everything every kind of negative cultural element that's been there you know, from the Southern Baptist days, is still there. Uh, it was pushed on all of us, and it led to a lot of people like me, um, you know, just hating, uh, hating religion altogether. Uh, but you know, I guess if you have positive feelings about this, you're probably, you're probably still in that, right? <laughs> and then some of these bands made it out into the real world and went on Warp Tour, played at Hellfest, and had their first taste of caffeinated soda, and then broke up. That's true. Um, I know that there are lots of unofficial stories about a lot of these bands and a lot of these scenes, and I'm just saying maybe now's the time to get the word out there. (laughs) For this fest, there are some bands on here that I would actually like to see, either for the first time or see again, but mm, probably not enough to actually go to Birmingham, Alabama and have to dodge uh, PETA people and Christian revival people handing me pamphlets. Uh, yeah, I mean, just the the combination of you know early two thousands warp tour acts with uh, the 
you know, push moshing for Jesus shit. Like, I hate it. <laughs> there And yeah, there are a few bands on here I like. Um, who, who doesn't like the Bouncing Souls, for example? Yeah, you could have fun during the Bouncing Souls. Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything in here you, you were dying to see? Uh, never got a chance to see Hope's Fall. I do like uh, their satellite album, Satellite Years. Uh, do, 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 with Honor, I'd like to see again. Um, let's see what else is here. I guess I'd watch like a couple of songs for some of these bands, but I couldn't really sit through a whole thing. I'd watch Zao again. Um, probably throw something at Head Automatica. <laughs> Why do you hate Head Automatica so much? It just, it was very annoying to me at the time. Uh, for those that don't know or don't remember, Head Automatica was the dance side project of Daryl Palumbo from Glassjaw. And uh, their one song was Beating Heart Baby. Bleeding Hearts Baby! And it's just, the it's very obnoxious. for real! Yeah, it's just very obnoxious. And I, I guess I don't like the, we are clearly trying to make a hit band with this thing. Mm-hmm. And it failed miserably. It wasn't a hit. So I just go away, stay away. If it wasn't a hit, how do I remember that song despite not having heard it for 20 years? Because <laughs> it was obnoxious. That's true. <laughs> um, I, yeah, the, I think the funniest thing to me about this is like all of the legit old school hardcore bands just shoved in between like y- your shitty uh, white belt stuff from the MySpace days, like Strife, Judge. <laughs> Like Will Haven, Youth of Today. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Mind Force is on here. I'd like to see Mind Force. Yeah, um, I mean the the good thing about this festival is that you will get to see probably a lot of like bands you've always wanted to see, but they don't tour much or they broke up. And this is like the reunion show. Like Bane, this is a reunion show for them. Mm, so yeah, they got a big headline there. And God, I I saw Bane way back in the day. Uh, I never understood why this band was such a, a unit other than they had a hoodie that everybody liked. <laughs> Everyone had the Bane hoodie or black t-shirt with red writing. Yeah. Um, bad band. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, there's a couple bands on here I'd like to see, but I really do feel like, uh, given this lineup, uh, you buy a ticket, you might as well give your, your paycheck to Pat Robertson. <laughs> Moshing for the Lord, hyperextending your need for Christ in the pit. Yeah, I, I hate this. I, I hate this. This is this is a, a terrible tiding of a future to come, I think. Do you think there's going to be a revival of Christian metalcore? I hope not, man. Because you got to remember, like, things were different in the late 90s, early 2000s, that in the, the circumstances that um, all of these, you know, uh, Christian scenes were becoming popular it was a society that was number one the most pro- prosperous i think that we, we would would ever definitely that we're never going to see another era of prosperity like that ever again in our lives it's all downhill from there uh and like the environment was becoming more uh socially liberal and that was like a pushback on this but in our current environment it seems like things are becoming much more socially conservative so this feels like an even bigger miss there am i misreading uh, I- the room I think kind of building on what you were saying, around the time this stuff really started to become more popular, and even in some cases mainstream, this was during the Bush years. This was during post-9-11 Iraq War, Afghanistan War, where people lost their minds (laughs) and uh, were scared all the time, and a lot of people fled towards religion, particularly Christianity. 
And I think this kind of works hand in hand with that sort of thing of this fear and wanting to go back to a better time that didn't actually exist. And uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Anything can happen in this world. And uh, I think uh, political stuff going on and worldwide issues that it could pop up again. I mean, Metalcore has never gone away. So all you need is maybe a little social push in one direction or uh, historical events in one direction that you could start seeing it again. That's a terrifying thought, man. <laughs> Look, man, if if religion, it, it helps you in your daily life, I think that's great. Just fucking leave everybody else alone. That's That's all I'm asking. But they can't. They can't. They got to proselytize. They got to punish other folks for not being that way. And that, boy, I have less tolerance now than I ever have for it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I really think, uh, you know, similar to how I was suggesting months back, you know, we start discriminating against Catholics again, uh, the anti-papacy league and all of that. Probably got to do this for the evangelicals right now. We got to have slurs for them. We got to exclude them from our clubs and businesses. It's important. We got to do it now or it's never going to happen. Yeah, we need a gammon for them. Yeah. Uh, they they kind of like, uh, you know, here's here's a bit of lore from the 90s. Like uh, uh, DC Talk turned a slur against, uh, quote unquote slur or whatever, against uh, God Bothers, uh, Jesus Freak into a hit song. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't let them reclaim it. It's got to be something that's... Just distasteful enough that nobody would ever, nobody would ever like try to sell a T-shirt that says it on it. <laughs> what do you think? Positive sign of the future, negative sign of the future, or a one-off uh, event? I'm gonna say one-off event, but I do have concerns. It's one of those things we're gonna keep an eye on. Yeah, I. This is the heat check right now, uh, and it's bad, but. We'll keep we'll keep our feelers out. See where we're at uh, with the new uh, the new era for uh, praising the Lord uh, and making a dollar while you're at it with music. I don't Praise know, the you, Lord and pass the spin kicks. Do you think like uh, it made sense? I guess uh, to get into you know the Christian market back in the day because you could get your CD into all, like the chains of family Christian bookstores across the country. Uh, but I don't think those exist anymore. Uh, is it? Does it make sense from a uh, financial standpoint to become like a Christian band? It's all online now. Yeah. And I mean, if you go to the Dead Mall on the other side of town, there's probably still a Christian bookstore in there operating. That's true. Um, I, there's. It's a guaranteed market. Um, you know, parents and grandparents will buy your CD for their kids because you're good, wholesome Christian. <clears throat> young men let's be honest and singing the praises of the lord and yeah okay maybe the song's a little the music's a little loud and they're yelling too much and i don't understand the kids but uh, it's good that they're listening to this on their way to youth group chats yeah uh, i guess so um <clears throat> i remember um by the time i had gotten into like aussie and stuff when i was 10 or so uh, I, I got for Christmas that year a cassette uh, called Hallelujah Hop, uh, which was uh, 
set of uh, songs uh, set in doo-wop fashion about praising the Lord. And I think to this day, it's the worst gift I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> Do you still have it? No, I think I fucking threw that out like immediately. <laughs> That's painful. I haven't listened to a single second of it and I'm already dying of cringe. Yeah, it's it sucked. Um I remember... Uh, so it was like, <laughs> who wrote the book of love and it's Jesus? Yeah, essentially. Uh, no, I, I I think I, I listened to it, uh, the, the the title track, Let's go to the hop, hallelujah hop, and it's like, oh, wow, this is extremely lazy. <laughs> it's like, I was flipping around the radio last night while driving to pick up dinner, and just nothing was on, and... I ended up in like the very high numbers of the radio and either when it's really high or it's really low, it tends to be Christian mm-hmm. <laughs> for whatever reason, maybe because that's cheaper bandwidth or something like that. But it was like a play and I, I it was a play about like trains and what? being on a train and they actually had like people were acting and there were sound effects. It wasn't, you know, cheap sounding. So I'm just listening to this, listening to it and like, huh, you know, kind of interesting. I wonder what this is. It was Christian radio. I, I'm I'm shocked that Christian radio is taking these new or I guess old strides in audio. <laughs> well, it it worked on me. It got me to listen because of their production values, but more out of like morbid curiosity. It's just like, is this like an ABC affiliate? And this is like a sh- a movie they're actually showing on TV, and they're just playing the audio from it. And no, it's some weird Christian allegory radio show. Damn. I mean, I'm sure it's a podcast too. Oh yeah, that makes sense. God, I've never considered that possibility that there are like uh, high high quality like NPR style uh, Christian podcasts. God, that sounds awful. It's just not old men yelling about uh, the heathens doing awful things to our good Christian people. <laughs> I remember, and I, I this just jogged my memory now because I haven't thought about this since it happened. I guess uh, when I was in uh, Boy Scouts, uh, having to go uh, on a um, like a, a troop field trip to a Bible museum in the Dallas Fort Worth area, and me and a friend like just listening to corn on a uh, portable <laughs> CD player on the way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that this museum like outright said evolution wasn't real. <laughs> I think that's a requirement for those types of places. I'm sure it is. Uh, fuck, I wonder if that place is still around here. I'm gonna t- <laughs> I'm gonna go one day. Get get a little drunk. Go uh, go take a look. <laughs> And listen to some corn on the way there. Exactly for nostalgia's sake. Uh, so yeah, uh, I you know I, wor- I worry about the youth of uh, the youth of today and uh, what they're going to see uh, with these awful uh, new Christians. But you know, if there's one thing that I know about uh, kids, it's that they will find a way to not give a shit about anything that's going on around them. And you got to respect that and you got to love it. One of the joys of childhood. Moving on a little bit, I wanted to touch in on an old friend of ours that we haven't seen in a long, long while. Now, you shared this with me, and I feel like it's only right that you get to introduce this one. One of our guys is back. Once a God closes a door on a Joe Lynn Turner or Joey DeMeo, he opens a window and gives us Tommy Vexed once again. I don't think we have a Tommy Vex song, do we? No, we do. We have a... Uh, here, let me play it right now. What's in your hand? In your hand? Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Guess your career's dead. Better be right wing instead. Tommy. 
There we go. I haven't heard that one in it. I don't probably like a year now. He's been kind of quiet since uh, bilking people out of thousands of dollars for an album that's probably never going to come out. Never. Uh, but but he is back, and it's not with the B uh, at sign B. <laughs> <laughs> w, I think there's an equal sign somewhere in there. The baddest wolves, or the lone wolf, that's what he is. No, I'm pretty sure he was, like, barred from, like, legally using the bad wolf's name. <laughs> so he had to go with the lone wolf, which definitely doesn't have any negative connotations to it at all. Yeah, not at all. So he's not putting out lone wolf music. He... <laughs> Remember he had a band with Dino from Fear Factory called Divine Heresy that put out one album on Century Media in like 2006. I if I remember correctly that he that that band essentially broke up because Tommy Vexed uh punched both Dino Zara's and Dino's wife. That is correct. Although there's been some confusing and conflicting stories the main gist of it seems to be he assaulted dino and his wife and was kicked out of the band uh they reformed uh, a little while after that with a different vocalist put out another album no one really cared went away and like a year ago dino said that they were starting it up again with the vocalist from uh once human and i don't think they've ever done anything with that so, I guess seeing an opportunity, Tommy is backed with Tim Young, who is the original drummer for Divine Heresy, and is starting a covers band of Divine Heresy songs called Bleed the Fifth. What a fucking remora. <laughs> fucking do your own shit, you piece of shit. Why? <laughs> no one is clamoring for this. You had one album that wasn't particularly successful. It existed. It was fine. You had one song that was okay, failed creation, and that was about it. You've moved on and had more success with other bands and other projects. But uh, it's, I guess this is a thing he wants to do. And joining him is uh, former Soulfly and now once again current Il Nino guitarist Mark Rizzo. Hmm. To which I say, Mark, Mark, come on. No. X Machine had bassist Adam Deuce Ooh. and someone from North, a band called North Tail named Bill Hudson. And they're going to be performing, of course, at the Whiskey, uh, Whiskey A Go-Go in West Hollywood, California in April, playing songs from this band. Hmm. If I remember correctly, I think Adam uh, from Machine Head, former bassist there, uh, when he quit, he started kind of going on a right-wing tirade about like how he was sick of uh, the liberal shit coming out of Machine Head. <laughs> yeah, wasn't he playing with his Tommy Vexed Freedom Band, Lone Wolf, too? I think he was, yeah. I think that he might be a fellow traveler here on this one. Which, you know, why wouldn't you be? <laughs> the money is good and the company is excellent. Yeah. Uh, there's, so- <laughs> there's such great portions. <laughs> But they're, they're beyond just bringing up this thing that ain't going to last very long, uh, Tommy posted to social media, which I assume he does a lot, but it, most of it isn't newsworthy. A lot of it is probably just pushing supplements and conspiracy theories. Yep. And he talked about having trouble with the Lone Wolf band. Is it okay to say? I guess it's a band. There are members in it. It's not just him. Yeah. Um, go ahead. 
Yeah, no, I mean, like, you got these guys. It's not fair. Like, he's not getting out there with, like, a boombox and just singing over that. There are other people in it. My name is Tommy, and I'm here to say <laughs> I'm going to rap in the freedom way. So he talked about some of the troubles he's been having trying to get this band on any sort of tour. Yeah, well, I mean, I was going to say, we haven't heard about this guy in a long time because I assume he hadn't had anything going on. So I'm glad that we're getting an explanation for the silence. It's not for lack of trying, apparently. Mm. So he says, people are asking me when I'm going back on tour. This is my answer. I don't know. Shruggy emoji. (laughs) I have submitted for several tours as opening act and have not landed anything yet. I'm currently in consideration to open for Aaron Lewis. God damn it. Who seems to be the only artist not afraid to do shows with me out of fear of being canceled by association. Mm -hmm. So uh, I guess maybe Aaron Lewis is the only one. Uh, There you go. Hey, he's right. Every manager, label, press outlet are on a full frontal cancellation assault of me, so I understand why people are worried. Why bother with the hassle? Why jeopardize their own standings? This is reality of what has been done for daring to disobey the corporate industry. Damn. You don't see me crying about the millions of dollars I've lost. Whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. We talk about people's finances all the time on this show. There is no way... That let's say that he was still in the Bad Wolves and still, you know, trucking along with them. There is no way he made a million dollars with that band. I guess the potential for making millions of dollars. Sure, there's potential that I could walk out the door and like a huge sack of money would get thrown in my chest, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but there's the it, the potential is there, and the media and the industry has taken it away from you. Ah, hate that. I hate it when they do that to me. Lousy media. And, uh, I mean, we do hear him crying about it all the time. That's literally his entire image. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I've been canceled. I've been censored. I have lost everything for daring to speak the truth. Uh, The truth is that I should be allowed to be a huge piece of shit, fight my bandmates, uh, be an overall drain, and uh, waylay our progress with music to sell supplements on Instagram. (laughs) And even for like a, a bigger way of looking at this, I feel like Bad Wolves has dropped off too. Oh yeah, since they, fell they off. had their split. They fell off hard, dog. Like they're still getting on some of these festivals, but I feel that since he left and they had their little uh, breaks, like they put out a couple of songs that I think do okay, but uh, I I question if the juice is still there for them. And here's the but, thing: like uh, for us, we only ever look at this because we want to see a fucking car crash. You know, if you remove the element that's going to cause the car crash, I'm not looking. And God forbid is starting to have reunion shows too, so maybe the money is more in there than it is opening first act for Five Finger Death Punch again. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows with those shows, maybe there's a buy-in too, or they take a big cut of merchandise. I mean, I assume when he's submitting, like Tommy is saying here, I'm submitting to be an opening act on all of these tours, like, yeah... I'm wondering like what the fee is for this. Like you're not, they're not taking you on out of the goodness of their hearts. They're taking you on because they think that they can get some money off of you. Yeah. Plus they probably don't want the hassle. Sure. I mean, you're somebody that is known to be a violent presence, like interpersonally, like I wouldn't want to deal with that. He continues. I just accept it and keep trying. So when y'all start bitching, it doesn't help an already negative situation. 
If you want to be proactive, I suggest you join the Facebook fan group. I think we're going to have to check that out after the show. Yes. And start finding venues and promoters in your local community that will have me. It's that simple. I want to tour. I miss you guys. I love writing, recording, and performing, but I cannot fight the system alone. If you all care enough to complain, then it's time to get activated. I'm pissed too. I'm dead on 90K from last year's vocal injury alone. What? I don't know. I don't know I'm what that dead means. on 90. I assume he lost $90,000 from surgery or he lost money because he hurt his throat. I, I don't know what that's about. I don't know. He continues, not to mention, I still have to pay to record the new albums I'm in the studio doing right now on top of publishing my biography. Wait, 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 wait. The, the, uh, you, that's, that was covered. You crowdfunded to record that shit. Like, to the tune of several hundred thousand dollars. Where are those records, asshole? <laughs> Just angry people outside the studio banging on the window asking for the next Tommy Vexed album. Yep. <laughs> the Koch brothers wanting a return on their investment. <laughs> So please get active and group up and let's figure out a solution together. Does that sound like a good plan? No, it doesn't actually. It sounds like you're you're continuing to find ways to not deliver on the people that you suckered out of money. I don't know, man. I, I would like to take a look at this Facebook group. I want to see the diehard fans that are willing to harass every local promoter like, hey, have you heard of this Tommy Vex character? You should book this Tommy Vex guy. It's definitely the same people who go on racist violent rants on facebook using their full name picture with yep. the uh, mentioning where they work yeah a picture of their kid as their profile <laughs> this baby is racist as fuck uh no man like i i gotta think that the smarter again using that loosely but the smarter tommy vex fans that contributed to the past two or three gofundmes to record some music are realizing now they might have been they might have been owned that nothing is coming that this guy is just kind of manipulative you say that but people still donate to donald trump that's true that's it's hard you keep finding suckers with this particular market it's wild so i don't know um it seems to me like uh all the ill will that we wish on him in the past years is coming to fruition though uh, his career appears to be dead in the water, aside from, you know, grifting what he can from his mailing list. So, you know, we've seen people sustain their lives off that for a good long while. I I don't know how much longer he's going to get get going here. I mean, if Mark Rizzo left Soulfly over money issues, like, come on now. How long do you think this is going to last? <laughs> Just working to get that meal stipend. Yep, yep. We get $5 a day. <laughs> You know how many cans of beans that is? So Two. It, not many in this economy. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, wh- what do you think is happening next for him? Well, he'll play a couple of shows with this. I'm sure he'll get into fights with someone, probably Mark Rizzo. And then he'll be back into the studio to perfect his sound. I would like to see Aaron Lewis take him on tour. And I would like to see him and Aaron Lewis feud. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no way they're getting along unless they have like their bond of hating everyone else and loving freedom is stronger than their egos. That's the thing. Like if you lefties get this reputation all the time, but it really is true with conservatives as well. 
if you have a common enemy, uh, they do great. If it's just them, they will fucking rip the flesh off of each other's bones. Happens all the time, especially with uh, folks with a libertarian bent. They start the next gul- gulch, next thing you know, it's cannibalism all over. That's cool. That I would buy tickets to see that. I would too, actually, now that you mention it. So maybe he can get his career on track. Um, so we'll keep an eye out here. We're back on Vex Watch. It's been a long, long absence, but... I want to see where he takes phase three of his career, uh, the dog shit years. <laughs> well, I just went to his Facebook page, facebook.com slash Tommy is vexed. Mm-hmm. And there's a video of him wearing a shirt with there's text on the front of it in the American flag, red, white, and blue. And the text says pure blood. Ah, cool. Very cool. So uh, there's a potential that, uh, you know, Whatever next strain comes around is gonna get him good. I found his I found his Facebook post posted three days ago about what we just read. Three thousand likes, hearts, emoji thingies, six hundred and fifty two comments. So we shall see if Aaron Lewis comes a knocking. I wouldn't hold my breath, but we'll see. Moving on a little bit. We got a few other things that we gotta get on the show for the fine people. Uh you know, you mentioned uh, Divine Heresy. Let's have a quick update with old Dino here. Uh, I think he's cursed. <laughs> Man, it's, things are being hard for Fear Factor right now. They just announced, like this past week, who their new vocalist was after uh, a lot of advertisement that, like, oh, it's coming. You don't, you don't know who this person is. We've had different people kind of come up and and do stuff for us, and now we're going to make it happen. So they announced this new person who has been in bands, but like nothing that really anyone would know of. His name is Milo Silvestro. I did see a clip of him covering one of their songs. He sounds a lot like Burton C. Bell. So, uh, you know, if you're going to get a replacement, good job. It's kind of like Arch and me getting Alyssa in. You know, if you're going to replace someone with a fairly distinctive voice, you did a pretty good job. I would... Again, this is just my preference. Choose somebody who sings better than Burton Seabell. <laughs> but I think like they've been around for so long and they have a lot of their hits and people that are so interested in them are from songs from 20, 30 years ago. Sure. So uh, I think it's best for them to just try to recapture that instead of trying to do something new. And inevitably, people aren't going to like it just because it's not close to what it used to be. So... I mean, they're on tour now with Static X and Mushroom Head, so they're clearly just going for that '90s, 2000s it's, thing. I guess anyway, it's wild to me that like Static X is the headliner on this one. I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, I'm just misreading how the relative popularity that I thought these bands had. Well, I think with Static X, uh, excluding like the a few years before uh, COVID when they had their little reunion the first time around. When I saw them, it was pretty crowded, and I think there's – we've talked about people want to relive their youth, nostalgia. There's still the uh, shaking off, being stuck in COVID, yeah, and just wanting to go to shows. I saw a flyer for this just this uh, earlier this morning. A bunch of shows are sold out. So people want to see this stuff, especially in a smaller venue like a 500-cap place. I think they could sell out for a relatively good price, and – uh, it's a well-packaged tour to kind of gather up enough of those fans that go like maybe they wouldn't see Fear Factory on their own, but 
with Static X and with a mushroom head, they'd be like, okay, I, I liked all those bands when I was 16. I'll go to this. That makes sense, yeah. But for this first show, as we said, they were cursed because they were playing in San Francisco and it actually snowed a lot in parts of California this past weekend to the oh. point where the highway that Fear Factory was traveling on was shut down by state troopers and they had to miss the show. <laughs> the very first show with their new vocalist. I'm just saying, I'm not uh, not a religious fellow, but sometimes you got to see a sign. <laughs> I would be very concerned if I was the vocalist. Yeah, uh, I, I would as well. You know, just don't break any mirrors. Don't walk under any ladders. Just walks on stage at the first show swinging a black cat over his head. <laughs> now is not the time to buy a lottery ticket. Let's say that much. How about that? You already hit the lottery getting in a popular band. Uh, I think if you record one album and, you know, it doesn't screw you over on royalties, then it will all be worth it. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in addition to this tour with Static X, uh, Dope, they're also going to be doing some dates with Mushroom Head and Twisted. How about that? It's a specific type of fan, and whenever you get Static X touring now, Dope is going to be on it for... Well-known reasons of mm-hmm. who Static X's vo- vocalist is now. Yep. So there you go. It's a, a package deal. Wanted to offer an update uh, on the latest in streaming services. You're a big fan of streaming services, right? I do use them on occasion. Uh, do you have uh, you have the Spotify? Are you like a Apple Music man? Or are you a what is the other one? What's the other one that people use? Napster. Napster. Yeah, you use the or a title. Title, that's the one. Yeah, I use Spotify, but I don't give them any money. Oh, yeah, because you you like hearing all the ads and stuff, right? I don't necessarily like it, but I can't justify it. Like, I just listen when I'm working. I'm not driving. So, I don't know. I just mute it or I tune out for, whatever, 70 seconds when it plays. The funny thing about my ads is that for all of the companies are listening to you and they're creating algorithms so they definitely get the right ads for you it almost never never happens for my spotify ads uh the only time it's ever really come close is i've gotten the obituary ads for the latest album where they play 10 seconds of a song that i always mistake for being a new slayer song (laughs) and then one of the tardies just has a blown out microphone yelling at me about their new album but (laughs) But beyond that, it's almost all like Spotify playlists that are like pop songs or I'll have to hear 10 seconds of a Miley Cyrus disco song. And like that's really almost all I get. Everything else uh, is like maybe Febreze. For a little while, I would get like Black Rifle Coffee stuff. But those all tend to go away. And Spotify just gives me like, listen to this Spotify playlist of pop music. It's like, you know, you can see what I'm listening to all the time. And it's none of that. But okay, here we go again. Yeah, I I believe that the ads on Spotify are designed to be as annoying as possible to get you to actually pay the money. It's, It's the only thing. Like, I love Tubi. Like, Tubi's great. I'll watch those ads. I don't give a shit. Uh, But for some reason, the audio ads on Spotify are fucking nails on a chalkboard to me, man. I can't deal with it. So I use my student discount and pay him like $3 a month. Uh, Please don't cancel me for that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I need to listen to the same playlist I've had for 10 years now. Uh, I can't figure out any other way to listen to those same 100 songs. Uh, anyway, uh, Spotify, you know, whatever. Not my primary thing for listening to new music. That's, of course, Bandcamp. We love Bandcamp here. But uh, in, a, in the current uh, era of enshittification of music, uh, there's a new thing to be aware of here uh, that Spotify is changing uh, how you will listen to music. Now, um, are you familiar with TikTok? As an old man, sort of. Kind of, yeah. Uh, I'm aware it exists, and I know I know, I know I do not want any part of it. I downloaded it, and I played with it for about maybe 15 minutes, and I have never opened it up again. I, 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 it, do, it does something to some people's brains that it, it's very much like catnip to them, but I don't... I, I just don't want to watch videos. That's, that's well, I thing. saw there was an article that came out not too long ago about how teens uh, primarily using TikTok uh, developed tics. What? After watching a lot of TikTok videos of people with like Tourette's oh. or other sort of neurological twitches and tics and like they started having them. Um, no, I fully believe that uh, TikTok is, you know, some kind of instrument uh, of the devil on our youth or whatever. I don't, you know, I don't really care that much about it, but it does seem kind of weird, right? People, people seem uh, the the youth seem weirder today, or maybe it's just we're old. <laughs> A little bit of both, probably. Yeah, uh, I don't care for it. Not for me. I'm an old man. I like to read, uh, but you know, it's popular. Nobody can deny that TikTok mm-hmm. is a popular thing. Is that true or false? It's true. I mean, if there are people who are known as a TikTok celebrity, then yeah, it's it's popular. Uh, shit is not for me. That's okay, though. It's for other people. They have a separate app where they can use it. Uh, or so we thought. <laughs> uh, Spotify is rolling out to everyone, I think starting today, the day that we're recording this, uh, a new discovery feed, uh, which will give you... Uh, a few seconds of a song and swipe through uh, much in the same manner vertically as TikTok. Now, how do you feel about that, just on the surface? The bile is pushed to the tip of my tongue hearing that. Just not, bleh. Not a, fan of, not a fan of that concept? Not a fan of the concept because we've talked about in the past bands and labels just trying to appeal to that sort of 10 second 30 second clip of just grabbing people's attention and then like getting a hit out of that and by spotify doing this and from a business standpoint i think it's a good idea for them i think it's a bad idea for everyone else uh you'll get more bands and labels and just industry people trying to gear towards that we've uh, always heard about heavy and metal bands being on any sort of major label and their label like forcing them to write a single or they release now and some guy behind the desk says well i don't hear a hit on this do it again you're going to get that even more now because it's even shorter and people are getting this directly like in their the palm of their hands at any time of day. They don't have to listen to a radio. It's just it's there and here's this 10, 15 seconds. And if you don't get people in those 15 seconds, that's it. You're done for. And, you know, not that I want to hear an eight minute song all the time, but I feel like especially with our type of music, you kind of need more than 
a little scroll by to appreciate the songwriting and the skills and the talent. Well, on another uh, hand, this could be uh, the best time in history to start a power violence band. You know, think about that. It's the best time to have a gimmick and to write pop songs. That is true. That that is really what it's all about. Um, I like, I just I hate this in particular because it's not as it says focus on helping you find new music. It's a help. It's about finding what is popular enough to go viral so it can be used to sell. I don't know, ocean spray or whatever the fuck. Mm. Yeah, the next time you see someone riding a skateboard drinking ocean spray with a hit song pop song to it uh it's probably coming from ocean spray themselves yeah uh, i i it's you know we talk about it uh, the bite size approach to making music specifically for marketing and that uh you know people sell you know these legacy artists they sell their catalog to universal music group or whatever and then music, universal music group is busy dissecting their uh, discography into five to ten second chunks to find out what works best behind a marketing message. You know, if you like to get sentimental about pop music, maybe you shouldn't do that. (laughs) Maybe you should consider what this is. But at the same time, you can feel icky uh, about devaluing even what was once a very commercial thing and making it just pure cynical uh, sales. That's it. Nothing else. And none of these labels and industry people are trying to like build up the next band. They want to make the money now. Yeah. So this is encouraging them to get a hit now, get that 15-second hook now so that we can sell the single and that's it. And then we can discard them for the next thing. It's it's Everything is just worse. That's it. And this is the trend with uh, with all of society. Everything is being devalued and made worse on purpose. And nobody cares. Well, I mean, we care, but what are you going to do about it? What the fuck are you going to do about it? I, have you seen on Hulu recently they've started for commercials playing bits of music videos? No, I have not seen that. Yeah, instead of getting yelled at to buy Claritin D or uh, people dancing around uh, using Carvana, it's 20... 30 seconds of a pop music video. That's wild to me. I feel like the only people that would be investing in, you know, selling a, a band like that would be people that have rich parents that are trying to get their, <laughs> they're trying to get their kids career off the ground. I don't know. Like wh- where is this coming from? There's no money in the music. I guess you have uh, a captured audience and it's wedged in between other commercials. So who knows? Maybe general electric is bought into advertising some bands or they own a piece universal or paramount for example they already have their hands in record labels and putting out music so why not use your own airtime to boost some of your other things or to sandwich it in between companies you own that's a good point uh and even ickier don't don't care for that one bit but as we have spotify the goofus if you will we should look at our gallant with Bandcamp, making some news this week for something that has been requested for a very long time, uh, and that you now have playlist features on Bandcamp, which I think, good for you, Bandcamp. It's it's only been 10 years. <laughs> it's about time, and 
Remember when they were bought out like two years ago? Yeah, by Epic. Uh, I think. I, yeah, yeah. And th- and this is this is what they've done with it. Well, it's good to see that that investment is paying off. Am I right? <laughs> Um, you can now do basic things that other streaming services have done. Let, let's get this straight. You could have done this with iTunes in 2002. <laughs> so With your real player. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with Winamp. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, I'm glad you're... Di- don't, get it, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that they're doing it, but come on, man. Have some fucking urgency here. <laughs> It's like a fast food place advertising that they now have tomatoes on their hamburgers. <laughs> it's about time. It's about time. Uh, well, what do you think? Is this going to be? Is this going to be the move that puts Bandcamp over the top? Finally, takes down the dreaded Spotify. I think it'll encourage people to stay on Bandcamp longer, and to, depending on how their algorithms work, you can discover new bands and. Depends on where Bandcamp wants to go. If they want it to be more like social media, which they certainly could do, since yeah. you you have to have a profile and you follow people and you follow bands. So the, the the primary way that I find new music is seeing what my Bandcamp friends are buying on on the feed, the Discover feed there, essentially. Like that's how that's primarily how I'm finding new things to listen to, and I think that it's a it is a huge missed opportunity that Bandcamp isn't pushing that feature much harder saying like hey uh your your buddy uh i don't know blaspheming the christ 666 uh, he just bought this record maybe you ought to listen to that one more you know yeah i mean maybe with this playlist this is kind of the start of it share your playlist with your friends discover new playlists and from there you grow out and follow other people and find new bands uh, it seems like an easy win to me, but what do I know? I'm not in charge of anything. <laughs> uh, what, if you were in charge, what would you do? With Bandcamp? Yeah. Uh, all, instead of Bandcamp Fridays, it's Bandcamp Everydays. Might tank the business pretty quick that way, though. Yeah, good. <laughs> it's all my money. I, um, I think. I, I, I think for them, moving into more of the user-friendly, whether it's playlist, whether it's uh, being able to share statuses maybe with what you're listening to or uh, some sort of cross-pollination with other uh, social media places, Twitter, uh, Facebook, things like that. Maybe sort of integrating what you're doing with your music in other places, that would be a good way to help things grow further. Yeah, and if you remember Last FM, which I guess probably still exists, like you could scrabble or you could uh, whatever you listen to music it, wherever you had your plugin enabled it would uh, record that and you could share stats it would uh, you could post whatever you were now listening to on other social media platforms using their short code uh, lots of functionality there that essentially Bandcamp should be stealing outright uh, and and trying to push their product uh and again, it doesn't even seem like that's something that requires a huge engineering lift, like I guess building playlists did. Uh, in that last FM kind of already did that, and it's a simple like uh, pixel you can you can implement. But whatever, this is not the fucking software engineering podcast. This is the fucking heavy metal podcast. Am I right? And you know it's interesting because Bandcamp like focuses more on articles. You know, there's metal Bandcamp, and this is our artist of the week or the month, and it's. You know, we uh, you hear a lot about people moving away from blogs and websites and just doing the social media thing, and they've kind of 
put more effort into actual writing and I wonder if that helps them at all, if that maybe builds up more of a connection with fans or if, I don't know, is there a conflict of interest of like you're selling these bands and you're writing them up? That's a good point. I haven't really considered that. I I really don't, I should be better about this, I guess, because it supposedly appeals to me, but I don't read any of the Bandcamp Daily stuff. Do you? Mm. I mean, I, I'm not really on Bandcamp. The only time I ever go on Bandcamp is on Bandcamp Friday to buy gifts for other people. There you go. Uh, and we, we love it. We all love it. Uh, I don't know. It's something to consider, though. Like, as of right now, it is in a middle ground where it's not a fully social thing and it's not a fully, uh, you know, n- narrative-driven thing. It seems like you got to kind of pick a direction and move there. Um. But again, uh, as, as of right now, uh, they're kind of carrying a torch for something that seems to be uh, fully broken down and uh, sold for parts elsewhere. I'm sure someone will buy it up for a couple of billion dollars and then ruin it. Oh, yeah, that, that's absolutely going to happen. Uh, but for right now, we can enjoy things uh, until we can no longer. Is there anything else you wanted to get on this episode, Jordan? No, I think that's pretty good. All right, just a reminder to everybody, if you like this show, you can get more episodes over on Patreon. Uh, We are continuing our Fantasy Label Ball uh, episode series this month. I think, I think, if I'm not mistaken here, shit, which record label are we doing? Napalm. It's Napalm Records this week, this month. Yes, uh, I hope people are excited to hear us go, who is this? What band is this? Who is this? Oh, I remember these guys. Uh, and as another reminder, drugs are for losers, so don't do them. Happy 420th, everybody. Bye.
You're listening to 66.6 FM, Radio TOVH, The Flush.